Welcome to A Word Fitly Spoken, a podcast about Jesus, His Word, and our joy in following Him. I'm Michelle Leslie. And I'm Amy Spreeman. And on last week's episode, The Pew, uh, one of the stories we covered was Hurricane Ian, which had uh, at that time just hit Southwest Florida. And uh, at the time I recorded that episode, it was still a little bit early for relief efforts. And Michelle had said that she would find a doctrinally sound church or ministry that you could donate to uh, who would share the biblical gospel with those that they're helping. That's right. And we did, Amy. Uh, we reminded all of our listeners that the hurricane was making landfall near Cape Coral. And that's where our friend um, Tom Askell lives and where his Founders Ministries is headquartered. And the Lord was gracious. And the church that Tom pastors, Grace Baptist of Cape Coral, has been able to reach out to many in that area and not only provide for their physical needs, but their spiritual needs as well. Yes, and they could really use your financial support to help with that. So we've put a link in the show notes of last week's episode and on all of our social media pages uh, that you can click to donate. And we're going to include that link again in the show notes of this episode. Or you can head straight over to Grace Baptist Church's website, truegraceofgod.org, and be sure to give generously. Yeah. And speaking of our listeners giving generously, Amy, we've got two listeners who each gave us a very kind and generous review. Uh, Lisa Nick 20, I think is her name from the good old USA, left us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and said, true to the word, no fluff. It's hard to find solid Bible teachers, especially women. I'm grateful to have found this podcast. Well, thank you so much, Lisa. Yes, thank you. We love to be here for your leisure time listening pleasure. And Lisa's kind comment reminds me to take this opportunity to remind all of our listeners, be sure you're a faithful, invested member of a doctrinally sound local church, because Bible teaching and preaching is kind of like a hot fudge sundae. You know, your local church should be the ice cream and the hot fudge (laughs) and the whipped cream. We're just the nuts on top. (laughs) Oh, the nuts on top. (laughs) Oh, so true. And uh, we also, uh, Haley K1982 is her handle and also listening in the United States on Apple Podcasts. And she left us a five-star review and said, Bereans encouraging other women to be Bereans. I look forward to each episode and have been challenged and encouraged by all of the content they've put out. Amy and Michelle are discerning, love God and his church, and desire us to live holy lives as we seek to honor God and obey him. I recommend these ladies to every woman in my life. Also, love their intro music, LOL. (laughs) Thank you so much for your kind words and for recommending us to your friends, Haley. We like our intro music, too. It's little jazzy. It is unique, that's for sure. Uh, We'd love to hear from the rest of our listeners, too. What was your favorite episode? Uh, Did God use a scripture that we read to help you grow in some way? Were we able to make you laugh? That's fun, too. But let us know. Leave us a five-star review and encouraging comments wherever you listen to A Word Fitly Spoken. Yes, please do. We would really appreciate that. Well, you know, we might just make a few people laugh tonight, Amy. We've got kind of a fun, lighthearted, but still biblical episode episode tonight, almost like a game show. You know, social media and the internet are a goldmine for inspirational quotes, and today's most popular celebrity Christians post a lot of them. But does inspirational always equal biblical? 
Shouldn't you be able to tell the difference between a line from a Disney movie, a platitude from the Dalai Lama, and biblical truth from a Christian leader? Well, we should be able to tell the difference, but it's been getting harder and harder for a long time. Uh, way back in 2010, blogger Tim Challies uh, created a hilarious quiz called Joel Osteen or Fortune Cookie, and he provided several quotes that were either from Joel or from a fortune cookie, and you had to guess which was which. And it was hard, Michelle. We even played this uh, back when I was hosting Stand Up for the Truth on the radio, and uh, we stumped a lot of people. So we've included the links in the show notes in case you'd like to test yourself on that one. Yeah, I tried it and failed miserably, but I love the concept. And shortly after he published his his article and quiz on that, I posted my own similar blog quiz called Disney Dolly or Devangelista. Well, Michelle, I think um, our listeners are probably familiar with Disney movies, and they know that the Dalai Lama is the highest spiritual leader in Tibetan Buddhism. Um, and by the way, we don't recommend either for your, uh, you know, theology. But uh, people might not know what a devangelista is, so you're going to have to explain that one. Oh, I'll be glad to explain that. A devangelista <laughs> is just your typical celebrity women's quote unquote Bible study author or conference speaker who mainly teaches fluff and false doctrine. You know, somebody like Beth Moore, Priscilla Schreier, Christine Kane, Lisa no. Harper, Lisa Turkhurst, and so on. It's it's just a combination of the words diva and evangelical. And then I borrowed the Easter part from the word Sandinistas, if anybody besides us is old enough to remember oh. that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just borrowed that part because it sounded good. It had yeah. a nice ring to it. So it's just a word I came up with because when I'm writing or speaking, Devangelista is so much shorter and less clunky than saying your typical celebrity women's Bible study author or conference speaker who mainly teaches fluff and false doctrine. I mean, that's a big, long mouthful. And so Devangelista is just shorter and easier. It is. Well, I'm all for tighter writing and speaking, and we definitely do need a word to describe uh, these teachers, these women. So we're going to go through a list of quotes tonight, and we'd love to have you try to guess whether the quote is from a Disney movie, the Dalai Lama, or a popular celebrity evangelista. So grab a pencil and pen and uh, give yourself one point for each answer you get right. And at the end of the show, we're going to tell you what the score means for you. Uh, are you ready, ladies? And uh, Michelle, what is our first quote? Okay, here it is. Everybody listen up. All major religious traditions carry basically the same message. That is love, compassion, and forgiveness. The important thing is they should be part of our daily lives. Let me repeat that for you. Okay. All major religious traditions carry basically the same message. That is love, compassion, and forgiveness. The most important thing is that they should be part of our daily lives. All right. Disney, Dolly, or Devangelista, Amy? Well, uh, and I think I would have gotten this one right. And I will tell you what the answer is, ladies. Are you ready? That quote was from the Dalai Lama. And Michelle, it isn't even true because that is not the message of Christianity. And Christianity does not carry the same basic message as all other major religious traditions. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, the the message of Christianity is, hey, you're a sinner and right. God sent God made a way for you to not have to die for your own sin and and it's Christ and uh, you know, it just tells the whole story of redemption and that's not the the same message that other major religious traditions carry. Their 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 made their main um message is, look, here's how you can work your way to God and into his good favor. And the message of Christianity is, hey, you can't. So God had to bail you out. And he did. So that's the main message. Exactly. Yeah. And and ladies, the other religions deny Jesus Christ is God Almighty himself, you know, the second person of the Trinity. And, uh, you know, there's a Bible verse for that. Uh, let's go to, let's see, First John 4, 3 says, Every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and is now in the world already. So there are many, many verses about Jesus being the way, the truth, the life, the only way to the Father, to heaven. And, uh, and, and we need to take that seriously. We sure do. All right, let's go to our next quote. Quote, compassion naturally creates a positive atmosphere, and as a result, you will feel peaceful and content. All right, I'm going to say that again. Ready? Compassion naturally creates a positive atmosphere, and as a result, you feel peaceful and content. Wow, who said that? Is it Disney, the Dalai Lama, or a Devangelista, Michelle? Well, again, that's from the Dalai Lama, Amy. And again, it's wrong. Big surprise, huh? Peace and contentment can only be found in Christ, not in demonstrating compassion or anything else. You know, whatever good feeling you might find in demonstrating compassion, it's not biblical peace or contentment because there's only one source of peace and contentment, and that's Jesus. Yeah, amen. I I appreciate that, Michelle. And um, you know, if if we don't have peace as a Christian, uh, we need to reconnect ourselves to that Bible because that tells us where peace comes from. It sure does. All right, ready for our next quote? Yep. All right. Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Okay, venture outside your comfort zone. <laughs> the rewards are worth it. Well, Disney, Dolly, or Devangelista, Amy? Well, Michelle, that one, and ladies, I I hope you're following along. That is from Disney. Uh, Rapunzel said that in the Disney movie Tangled. She was so cute, too, but uh, um, sadly unbiblical, as Disney always is. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's not too terrible of a quote, but it's not really biblical either. You know, it's just kind of a, I don't know, a benign little saying. It's not... You know, the Bible is so much more, it's so much deeper and so much more intense than venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. You know? <laughs> well, you, you know, and, and a lot of the uh, churches, you know, that uh, kind of embrace that seeker friendly um, message, you know, encouraging people to take this big uh, leap of faith, do great things for God when really he calls us to lead those quiet lives of faith right. and putting our trust in him. Uh, but there are biblical examples of people taking leaps of faith, um, you know, leaving your comfort zone. I, I always think of Peter abandoning his safety and comfort when he 
he jumped out of the boat to walk on the water to Jesus. Of course, he looked down and, and then he uh, kind of sank there. Um, but you know, he could take that leap of faith initially because he knew the Lord and trusted that he was good. Now, what does that look like in our time? Well, placing our faith in Christ, trusting him takes a lot of faith, I think, takes a huge leap there. So, uh, one of those things that's very hard to do, easy to say, but hard to do. Absolutely. And and always we should, you know, if we're going to be taking a step like that, we need to be taking that step, like you said, in faith and then yeah. also in obedience to scripture, not just sort of willy nilly stepping outside your comfort zone, whatever that means. <laughs> All right, let's go to our next quote. Today is a new day and every day you can be one step closer to conquering your fears. Mm. Okay, say it again. Today is a new day. And every day you can be one step closer to conquering your fears. Michelle, what do you think? Disney, Dolly, or Devangelista? Well, Amy, it sounds like a Disney princess, but really that's Joyce Meyer. <laughs> She's about as far from a Disney princess as you can get. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you know, um, and, and we've uh, done programs, uh, you know, a series of uh, discernment uh, programs on Joyce Meyer and uh, some of the things that she teaches that are huge red flags and, and why we don't recommend her. And so let's talk about that a little bit, because conquering our fears, we, we should be putting our, our fears into the hands of the Lord. Um, you know, I, I think of, you know, I have a fear of heights, you know, it's kind of <laughs> strange. I, I just don't want to get too close to the edge of anything, but uh, uh, biblically, uh, taking a step closer to conquering my fears, I, I don't see it. Yeah, it, it, the way she puts it, it kind of sounds like, you know, it's a pull yourself by, up by your own bootstraps kind of yeah. thing. And that's not how our fears are conquered. Our fears are conquered by trusting in Christ more than, yes. you know, than we fear something else. And so it's really, it's really not an issue of you conquering your fears. That's not biblical. The issue is that we need to trust Christ. We need to trust God to take care of us. And then those, fears will fall by the wayside. So that's yes. the biblical way of looking at it. All righty. Here is our next quote, if we're all ready. Here we go. You're braver than you believe and stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. Okay. You're, you're braver than you believe and stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. I'm about to break into song here. All right. <laughs> Disney Dolly or Devangelista, Amy? Oh, is uh, Stuart Smalley one of the choices? No, <laughs> no, no, that is actually another Disney quote. That was Winnie the Pooh in Pooh's Most Grand Adventure. So, uh, but yeah, it's kind of, kind of reminds me of your, your, I'm strong enough. I'm smart enough. And <laughs> so it's, it's our own, it's our own Goodness self. Goodness gracious, people yeah, like yeah, me. People like me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so funny you said that because that's that was my first thought when I read that quote as well as that that Stuart Smalley character just popped right into my head. <laughs> yeah, it's really kind of it reminds me of the gospel of self-esteem. And we've talked about that before. And, you know, kind of our, our feelings of worth based on our skills or accomplishments or status or strength, you know, financial resources, that kind of thing, when really our strength uh, is from the Lord. That's right. Ready for our next quote? Yep. All right. Here it is. Do you want to build a snowman? This one should be a gimme. <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? Disney, Dolly, or Devangelista, Michelle? 
Well, I know this one, but this one is kind of a bonus question. So give yourself one point if you answered Elsa in the Disney movie Frozen. Yep. Give yourself two points if you answered Beth Moore in her book, When Godly People Do Ungodly yeah. Things. That would be Devangelista, Beth Moore. Okay. Okay. So, so Beth didn't actually say, quote, do you want to build a snowman, unquote, verbatim. But God supposedly invited her out to play in the snow and she built a snowman. So close enough. Um, here, uh, here's an excerpt from the act of the actual quote from her book. Okay. She says, I heard the voice of God speak to my heart. Come and play. Come and play. So I did. I built a snowman. I laughed with God. He laughed with me. And this is a laughable excuse for a supposedly Christian book. Oh, dear. You know, this doesn't even sound like the God of the Bible. I don't know which voice she heard, but uh, that's not how this works. Well, you know, when she was when she was writing that, I was reading, you know, a little more of the context surrounding that quote. And she was talking about how this took place on a day when she had to stay home from church because she had a cold. So maybe she was on cold medicine or something like that. Maybe we could give her the benefit of the doubt there. But, you know, it's just so, so silly and so disrespectful of Scripture um, the, the way that she talks about God and the way, you know, is disrespectful of him, is disrespectful of his word. Um, it, yeah, that it's really is a devangelista kind of thing to say. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds cute and everything, but that's, it's just leading people away from the real God of scripture and, um, uh, and, and how he speaks to us through his holy breathed out word, uh, and not in images and impressions in our heads. So, uh, ladies, make sure that you're that's getting right. your, your voice of God through your audio Bible and, uh, not from, uh, a book suggesting that God would say, come and play, come outside and play. Yeah. That's right. I just, you know, I can't when I read things like that, that are so silly and so fluff, you know, I can't help but thinking of of all the Christians who have been martyred for their faith, who've who've gone to the stake, who've gone to prison, who have been beheaded or executed or, you know, have been tortured for their faith. And she's over here building a snowman with God. I mean, that just that just hurts my heart for for how serious that is you know and how how great our god is to uh to be there for those who are suffering for him and she's just playing around over here that just that bothers me so much Ugh, so let's go on to our next quote right. let's go on to our next <laughs> quote all right here it is in our struggle for freedom truth is the only weapon we possess in our struggle for freedom, truth is the only weapon we possess. All right. Disney Dolly or Devangelista, Amy? Uh, well, <laughs> what do you think, folks? Uh, Disney, Devangelista, or the Dalai Lama? And actually, there there is a little bit of truth to this, but uh, to tell you the truth, it's going to be the Dalai Lama again. And aren't you glad, though, Michelle, that we don't have to struggle for freedom? Christ gives us freedom from our sin. He did all the hard work. We don't have to lift a finger to be set free. Uh, the only part of that quote that is even slightly true is that uh, truth being a weapon, it's actually a sword of truth. And it, you know, it, it cuts through, it cuts to the bone and marrow. And uh, and we don't have to worry about coming up with our own truth, because the truth is found in scriptures. Uh, Jesus is the truth. 
That is absolutely true. And it's unfortunate that the Dalai Lama never knew that because the truth is only found in Christ. And that is the only time it is a good biblical weapon is when you find the truth in Christ and in his word. So um, and then also, you know, some of these, like you were saying, some some of the parts of some of these um, quotes are true. But that's because they match up with what scripture says. Yeah. They match up with what God says. Um, all truth is God's truth. Okay. So, um, so keep that in mind, listeners. And, um, and I think we are ready for the next quote. All right. The next quote In every situation, in every interaction, in every day, be a noticer of the good. That's kind of a mouthful, isn't it? In every situation, in every interaction, in every day, be a noticer of the good. Is noticer a word? Oh, anyway, um, Disney, Dolly, or Devangelista, Michelle? Well, Amy, that is Devangelista Lisa Turkhurst. She said that a few years ago on Twitter. And, you know, like we were saying, it's it's not heresy or anything, but think about it. Where does scripture tell us to be a noticer of the good in every situation and interaction? I think 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says it much better. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks in all circumstances, whether there's any good in those circumstances to be a noticer of or not, if if noticer is, a, in fact, a word. <laughs> Uh, and I think about, you know, Philippians 4, 8, I, I often go to this verse when uh, my mind is troubled or I start thinking of things that uh, really aren't good. Uh, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so, you know, we're not just noticing about them, we're, we're actually thinking about these things. And those things, again, are the truths of scripture. They are lovely and admirable. Uh, th- those traits that we are to have as biblical women of God, those are lovely. And, and we need to be thinking of those things. Absolutely. And we can think of those things, whether there seems to be any good in our situation to notice or not. <laughs> yes. All right. Here's our next quote. Oh, you got to love this one. All our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. All our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. All right. Disney Dolly or Devangelista, Amy? (laughs) Oh, those dreams. Well, that was actually said by the head mouse himself, Walt Disney. So it's kind of interesting. And he wasn't a Christian, was he, Michelle? I I don't think that he was. I have never heard any convincing proof that he was, but I suppose he could have been. There's always hope. You know, there's always until you draw that last breath. If you've heard the gospel, God can use that gospel you've heard to save you. So let's Amen. hope that he, someone told him the gospel at some point in his life and God used that to save him at some point before he died. So. And, and usually the dreams that people talk of, whether they're uh, Christian or whether they're not, uh, usually those things focus on earthly achievements, desires, those kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. But really nowhere in scripture do we find the mention that God is going to supernaturally give us a dream uh, or any command from Christ that we're to follow uh, a dream destiny. Uh, that was big a few <laughs> years ago. Everybody right. was writing about dream destinies and preaching about, you know, uh, follow the destiny he gave 
gave us and put like, put a little dream in your heart and and you need to follow that. Uh, we need to follow Christ instead. So we absolutely do. And you know, what my first thought when I read that quote, all our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Yeah. It sounds really great and nice until you spend like 3 seconds thinking about it cuz you know, I bet I bet a saying like that is pretty discouraging to everybody who hasn't made it past the audition audition stage of American Idol. You know, oh, they yeah. pursued their dreams yeah, and those dreams didn't come true. Um, sometimes our dreams are fleshly and foolish and at odds with God's plans for our lives lives. And God's best for us is that they don't come true. You know, the, the dreams that we have. Um, I look back over my teens and my twenties and I thank God that the dreams that I had back then didn't come true because God's plan for me was so much better. Oh, amen. I, I really appreciate that too. And I'm sure everybody appreciates that my dreams didn't come true either. <laughs> I think I wanted to be a, some kind of stand up comic or something like that back when I was a kid. But yeah, that obviously, <laughs> since I'm not so funny, that didn't happen. <laughs> so, uh, okay. We got to move on to our next quote here. Are you ready? I'm ready. When we stop fearing failure, we start being artists. Uh, when we stop fearing failure, we start being artists. Okay, Michelle, Disney, Dolly, or Devangelista? Well, you know, I have, I don't fear failure and I can't draw worth a flip. So <laughs> that, that doesn't seem true, but you know, I found that quote from somebody who can draw very well. Uh, I, it was attributed to Devangelista, uh, and Voskamp, and it was superimposed on this just beautiful watercolor painting on Pinterest. So that lady was definitely an artist, but you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not any kind of artist, so I'm not really sure what she meant by that. But really, when Ann Voskamp sp speaks, can you really be sure of whatever it is she means about anything? <laughs> well, and, you know, she had a very hugely popular book uh, a few years back called 1000 Gifts. And I think mm -hmm. every woman I knew at the time, um, and, and I wasn't very far along in my faith at the time, I had that book, or uh, maybe some of you had it, and maybe you used it in your ladies' Bible study. But uh, really, there were some a huge red flags in that book where she shared her view that God is present in all things. Um, this is panentheanism, and it's uh, without going into the theological implications of what she believes about God, just that God is in everything. It's it's really uh, more of a new age take mm -hmm. on things. And and she also romanticized uh, God yeah. quite a bit, and um, there are some other red flags as well with that. So um, not one that Michelle or I would recommend, ladies. No, not at all. God is not in a rock. God is not in, you know, a stream. Blades of grass. God right. is God. Yeah. God he is God. He created those things, he, of course. He did. Yes. He is, he's sovereign over creation and he interacts with his creation, uh, but he is not embodied in his creation. So make sure you don't believe that. Okay. All right. All right. Our next quote is this. Happiness is not something ready made. It comes from your own actions. Hmm. Happiness is not something ready-made. It comes from your own actions. All right. Disney, Dolly, or Devangelista, Amy? <laughs> well, that's another one from the Dalai Lama. And it's a little scary to think about how some of his quotes sound like the things Devangelistas are teaching today, isn't it? 
Yeah, it really is. I mean, all of these sound really similar to each other. And uh, that's not good. You know, he's he's a Buddhist and we don't want to be sounding like a Buddhist when we're Christians. So. <laughs> right. And we're not supposed to be pursuing happiness anyway. We're, you know, we can be content in all things, as the Apostle Paul says. And, uh, you know, pursuing joy is something that we can do because that's just uh, trusting God and allowing him to sanctify us. And uh, as he makes us more into his image when we abide in Christ, uh, we are being more and more open to joy. And joy is something eternal. It's it's something far different. It's sharing that heart with God uh, and, and that perspective of eternal truth and eternal. Um, it, it has nothing to do with our feelings at all. So I, I think happiness is one of those things that's such a vapor. You know, we can be happy when it's sunny outside or, you know, the up, up here in Wisconsin right now, the leaves are turning color. Uh, yeah, that makes me happy, but uh, the joy is found in the Lord. Yes, I am happy when I have an Oreo, but that is not going to last any longer than <laughs> what it takes me to eat the Oreo. Joy is eternal because joy is based in Christ, uh, yes. and joy is uh, joy is forever if you are in Christ. So let's try to remember <laughs> <Alrighty>. that. <laughs> well, just a few more quotes to go here, ladies. Here's our next one. Our fate lives within us. You only have to be brave enough to see it. Mm, our fate lives within us. You only have to be brave enough to see it. Disney, Dolly, or Devangelista, Michelle? Well, we got a little clue in that in that uh, statement there. You only have to be brave enough to see it. That one is from yeah, yeah. <laughs> Princess Marita. Is that how you say her name? I never saw the movie. Uh, in the Disney movie, Brave. So Princess Marita, Merida. I think it is how you okay. say it, but somebody, somebody will write in, no doubt, and say it's Merida. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever her name is. We're not trying to butcher it or anything like that. It's just that my kids The were one with too... the curly red hair. Yeah. Oh, maybe so. My kids were too old by the time that movie came along, so I never saw that one. <laughs> yeah, me too. But, you know, Amy, you said um, earlier that it's it's scary how much a, lo a lot of the uh, Devangelistas' teachings sound like the Dalai Lama, but it's scary how much Disney movies sound like him, too. So, moms, you need to really be aware of these, these messages that your kids are soaking up from whatever movies and TV shows and music and whatnot that you're letting them consume, you know, check that stuff out. Just like you check an apple for worms before you gave it to them. Be careful of what they're taking in. Our fate lives within us. You only have to be brave enough to see it. Our fate actually is determined by the Lord Almighty. So <laughs> we don't have to worry about it living within us. The Lord designed us, at, mm -hmm. but he guides our steps. He uh, directs our paths. Yeah, and you're going to see the faith that he has for you, whether you're brave enough or not. <laughs> I mean, right. it's just going to happen. <laughs> so don't worry about that. All right. Our next quote is this. Our next quote is this. You must not let anyone define your limits because of where you came from. Your only limit is your soul. You must not let anyone define your limits because of where you came from. Your only limit is your soul. That sounds kind of Eastern. Do you think it's Disney, Dolly, or Devangelista, Amy? Well, ladies, I don't know what you wrote down, but that was actually said by the character Gusto in the movie by Disney called Ratatouille, if you remember that one. A cute little movie, but uh, yeah. yeah, that uh, you must not let anyone define your limits because of where you come from. Okay. You know, but your only limit is your soul. What does that even mean? Not quite sure. I don't know that. Yeah, that doesn't really make any sense to me. I mean, 
I don't know. I've, I'm sitting here trying to make it make sense, <laughs> it but it just sense. doesn't. So I'm just going to give up. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> What's good. our next quote? All right. Here's our next quote. Even our deepest disappointments will ultimately prove to be gatekeepers for future delight. Okay. I'm going to say this one again. Even our deepest disappointments will ultimately prove to be gatekeepers for future delight. Disney, Dolly, or Devangelista, Michelle? Gatekeepers. That sounds like Ghostbusters. You know, I am the gatekeeper. <laughs> Are you the key master? However he said that. Oh, no. Ghostbusters. <laughs> no, actually, Devangelista Lisa Harper said that in her book. This is a really long title, so listen carefully. Her book, Life, an obsessively grateful, undone by Jesus, genuinely happy and not faking it through the hard stuff kind of 100-day devotional. That was the name of her Whoa. book. And that was a quote that from that book. Did that even fit on the book cover? Wow. <laughs> it must have been a really small print. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, I don't know, gatekeepers. I, I just have a kind of problem with that. <laughs> okay, zoom out, big picture. Even our deepest disappointments will ultimately prove to be gatekeepers for future delight. Disappointments are gatekeepers for future delight. Yeah, it really does not make sense at all. I, I think maybe what she's trying to say, maybe she's trying to say that God can use even our deepest disappointments uh, to bring us joy or something like it's some kind of twist on Romans 828. Maybe I don't know that God can work everything for good. I don't know. That's what I was saying. Wait, what, what man meant for evil, God can use for good or something, something like that. Something like that. But I really maybe. think the better way to say it is the way that the Bible says it, not this kind of I weird, so, mysterious too. sort of way. That's just not a good idea. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Here's our final quote of the night. It is useless to compare yourself to someone else. That person has a completely different path to follow. It is useless to compare yourself to someone else. That person has a completely different path to follow. Okay. Disney Dolly or Devangelista, Amy? Well, ladies, if you guessed Sarah Young, who wrote that in her book, Jesus Calling, you would be correct and you could give yourself a point um, that you would know that. <laughs> uh, a little scary, but because Sarah Young's Jesus has nothing to do with the Jesus of Christianity, the real deal. So um, Jesus calling that Jesus who uh, allegedly speaks to Sarah Young and she writes down what she thinks he's saying. Um, very, very different Jesus. Do not follow him. He's a false Christ. And when you pick up that book, you are holding a false Christ in your hands. So yeah. that's what I'm going to say about that. That's true. Now, there... In a way that, in a way, she's right in what she's saying. I mean, God, when God, I was just telling somebody, uh, I think I said this on Twitter today, you know, God is not going to judge us compared to somebody else. God's going to judge us according to the standard of his word. Um, but at the same time, you know, we, we do live in community with the church and we, we do, um, you know, while we do all have different lives and God has a unique plan for each of us at the same time, we do have very similar things that we are supposed to do. We're supposed to be, you know, fellowshipping, fellowshipping with the local church. We're supposed to be sitting under good uh, preaching and teaching in our church. We're supposed to be walking in obedience to Christ every day. We're supposed to be studying our Bibles. We're supposed to be praying. And so in those same things that we're all supposed to do, 
it is good, especially for younger Christians, immature Christians, to look to more seasoned, mature Christians uh, to set a good example for them in those things that we are all supposed to be doing. So a little true, a little not true, but Sarah Young is a false teacher, so don't follow her, okay? <laughs> exactly. You know, it, it does remind me of a verse. And of course, the if, if Jesus spoke this to Sarah Young, it's it's completely not what the real Jesus said. And, you know, I, I'm kind of taken to uh, the biblical account of when Peter was talking with Jesus and Jesus told Peter to follow me. And Peter turned and saw John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, following them. So when Peter turned around and saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? And Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. And so Jesus calls us to follow him. Him and not to compare other people's destinies, their their fate has been determined by God. We're to follow the way Jesus asks us to follow him. And um, and he's put us in places, he's given us his providence, and, and we know that uh, his will for us is to follow him. It just looks different for different people. That's right. That's absolutely true. Okay, everybody, how did you do on our little game show? Tally up your points and let's see what your score says about you. Now, keep in mind, in this game, a low score is better because it means you aren't spending the bulk of your time watching Disney movies or reading (laughs) the Dalai Lama or following Devangelistas. So you really didn't know who said what. So so let's take a look at what those scores mean. Okay. All right. For those of you who scored zero to three, You spend way too much time reading your Bible and listening to sermon podcasts to keep up with the latest fluff from Devangelistas or to get out and see a movie. The Dalai Lama? Is that the Thursday special at the Asian restaurant down the street? (laughs) Well, we've got some llama farms up here, Michelle, so I always think of that. So anyway, llamas. Well, if you scored four to ten, cut back on the inspirational Pinterest boards and trade out your kid's DVD of Frozen for a CD of scripture songs or read some books by the old dead guys like Spurgeon or J.C. Riley and learn how different and how much better Christian doctrine is from Buddhism. And if you scored 11 to 15, would you consider yourself a good person? (laughs) We always remember, Uh, you know, how our friend Ray Comfort, that's how he starts his evangelistic encounters. But I'm just kidding. You're, you know, if you scored that that high, you're probably just a really good guesser. But just in case, you know, maybe an extra hour or two of Bible study every day wouldn't hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we don't have scores because we know the answers already. But I was telling Michelle earlier in the week that these questions, I was almost hearing them all, all in a Joel Osteen voice. So, I just, I'm going to have nightmares for the rest of the week now. No. <laughs> so. Oh, well, we hope you enjoyed playing Disney, Dolly, or Devangelista with us. It was all in good fun and uh, it was, it was quite enjoyable. So just a little bit of encouragement for you today. Don't forget to check out the show notes for the link to Grace Baptist Church's online hurricane relief fund and uh, do give generously to help meet people's tangible needs and their need for the gospel. And if you know someone who needs the gospel, don't forget we have a wonderful gospel presentation on our website 
a wordfitlyspoken.life. Just click on the good news tab and you can share that on social media, email the link to a friend, or even print it out and hand it to someone who needs Jesus. If you're planning a woman's conference or an event that you need a couple of speakers, click the speaking tab at our website. Michelle and I would love to come and help teach your ladies. We sure would. And until next time, ditch Disney, the Dalai Lama, and all those devangelistas. Do a deep dive on the deity in the divine word of God and walk worthy.